to the British Touring Car Podcast. As mentioned there in the intro, we are going to be looking at the news stories uh, around the sport over the last couple of weeks or so. There's been a hell of a lot going on because it's the silly season and it's off-season. Uh, Sam, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Um, excited about the, the news that we're going to be covering today. Um, a little disappointed that we've had the season pushed back, um, which... We kind of probably knew it was coming um, with the state that the, the world is in currently, um, but we've also had a revised calendar from it, um, which will be quite interesting with with tracks being moved back and forth. Um, just a, a little catch up on that for you. We'll be starting at Thruxton hopefully um, in early May, and then on to Snetterton early in the season, which is almost unheard of. It's always the mid-season break. Uh, there is a break after that, and then we go back to Brands Hatch Indy, followed by Autumn Park, um, then Knock Hill, Thruxton, Croft, Silverstone, Doddington, and finishing again at the Brands Hatch Grand Prix. Although I do wonder whether they'll swap that and the Indy track around again, because uh, that will be on the 23rd and 24th of October. I would be amazed if they don't swap those tracks over, to be honest, because of the dark forest yeah. section. Snetterton earlier in the year is interesting because obviously if you say that's normally the summer circuit so Snetterton in the cold is going to be interesting yeah yeah well sort of cold it's still mid-May hopefully we'll we'll be into summer then and get out of this torrid rain that we still seem to be in at the moment absolutely okay let's start with uh, we've got quite a bit of news to crack through this evening uh, arguably the biggest news uh, is Tom Ingram who has announced a multi-year deal uh, with Accelerate Trade Price Cars. So Ingram, as we know, uh, announced uh, around the new year, uh, start of new year, that he'd be leaving Speedworks, uh, having not been able to reach a commercial agreement with Toyota Kazoo Racing. Uh, and he, therefore, will be moving across to the Team Accelerate Hyundai in their four-car uh, assault for the 2021 campaign. Um, and this will mark his first year... Uh, away from Speedworks. He'll be his eighth in the championship, uh, having had seven with uh, Speedworks. In that time, he's had 16 race wins with 41 podium finishes, four poles and 13 fastest laps. Uh, and it's probably, to say, the biggest announcement of the season so far. Uh, Ingram, away from the Toyota, into the i30. Sam, how do you feel about this? Well... We, we we knew something big was coming um, because of how much of a, a hurrah he wanted to make about it with obviously leaving Speedworks and him making sure that that was a a, a happy parting from the two teams. Um, and then the, the rumours started circulating about all the different places that he could go and where he could take his sponsors and stuff like that. Um, but it seems that Accelerate have obviously come out on top uh, it'll be interesting to see how the sponsors fit in with their livery and stuff like that, whether they'll be running almost like two or even all four cars, something I doubt, with the, the Ginsters and Hansford Sensors, or whether they'll just be running Ingram's car with the Ginsters and Hansford Sensors. 
Um, it's it's an interesting move, isn't it? To a, an unproven car. Yeah, I mean, unproven. It's not taken a race win as of yet. Uh, it has taken a couple of podiums, of course. I am conflicted. Would be the word I would use. Um, the polite word. That's not. No change there then. Get us banned by anybody for using swear words. Um, I don't see it as a step up personally. If I'm being brutally honest, when you see how blooming quick that event, uh, the uh, Corolla, sorry, was last season, and at times it was scarily quick. I'm thinking Silverstone where him and Cameron were fighting uh, together. That car was so quick, so nailed through the corners, and just looked to be a perfect car. And I kind of felt that having had two years in that car next year would be a real title challenge a real proper push for Tom uh, particularly if they went to a two two car team which we know they have done and there was rumours that was happening anyway we kind of knew that that was going to be the case anyway and I just kind of thought that having had two years in that car and the level of step up last year from the 2019 campaign in the Corona I honestly thought Tom was ready to take a championship in that car um, given how far it had moved forward mm. The Hyundai is a bit of an unproven entity. Yes, it's taken podiums. There's a lot to potential in that car, but that potential's not been unlocked yet in my mind. Um, and I'm not convinced that that's a title-winning car yet. And considering we're moving into a new era after this year, I'm not sure how far away anything's going to be from a title-winning car post-21 and in the new hybrid era. I just think it's a little bit odd that in the last year of the rules being the way they are, that such a big gamble's been taken. Now, part of the reason might be, as a multi-year deal, that we expect Accelerate to be entering into the hybrid era, probably with the Hyundai, but we also expect the Corolla to be in the hybrid era, given that they've also been testing uh, hybrid Corollas as well. So, I'm great. I'm really glad to see Tom back on the grid. I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible here. Um, but to me... A step up would have been a WSR, a Team Dynamics, something like that. It would not have been uh, to move across to uh, to the Hyundai because it's just, for me, it's just too unproven. And that's not to say that you can't have a uh, you can't have a title-winning car out of the box. Ash Sutton's pretty much done that. Uh, the motorbase Ford was incredibly. Uh, was incredibly impressive out of the box as well. Uh, it's just a case of this is a big leap of faith. I'm not quite sure it's going to be a title-winning or title-contending car this season. I, I, I certainly think that it is a, a step back um, as such, and it, it's a step that he's seen the challenge, which I, th I, I think he absolutely loves the challenge. We saw how far he had taken on the events from the car that it was to where he got it to to being a title challenger in 2017 I believe it was in probably a car that shouldn't have been up there um, and I think he's seen the fact that they they want to improve and they, they want to develop in the fact that they've bought trade price cars and have gone to a four car lineup, meaning that there's more chance for development and and to get the the most amount out of the data that they get back from the drivers, and they've seen him as the driver to be able to take them forward, I think. Um, 
and they've gone out there and grabbed the opportunity to get a driver of his caliber with both hands. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how yeah, I see it. From Accelerate's point of view, I think they come out the deal better personally because they've got an incredibly talented, yes. quick driver with a uh, pedigree of developing cars. My, my, my doubt, for want of a better word, is that he's going to be developing a car alongside Jack Butel. Chris Miley, who will come to a minute, and another. Those two I've mentioned aren't famed for developing cars, I think it's fair to say. Butel's a rookie. I don't think he's a bad driver, but he's not famed for developing cars. I don't think Chris Smiley is either. So that puts a lot of pressure on Tom to be able to find the sweet spot in this car to take it on to being a title challenger. And you look at who who's he going to knock against? Well, he's got a knock against Motorbase, who are going to be with the Ford again. And then his next exit that. He's got to go up against the Infinity. That's a rocket ship. BMW won't be resting on their laurels. They they will be hurting that Colin couldn't make it four in a row. Sorry, three in a row and get his um his fifth t- title. They've got to go against Dynamics. Camish is going to be livid that he's that's two years he's not won it. And they're going to have to go against Speedworks, who have got a very 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 good car underneath them, which Tom has developed for them. Is the Hyundai yeah. ready to challenge those cars? I honestly don't think it is. And therefore, I hope you proved wrong on this. And I think Tom will get a win in it because Tom always finds a way. But I don't think it's ready to challenge for the for the drivers' championship, unfortunately. And for that reason, I don't see it as a step up for for Ingram. I actually think that Sicily might have more of a chance with their BMWs than the Hyundai will. But who knows? There's a long winter of, of testing and development to come. Uh, I'm sure there has been lots of development going on in the Hyundai. So it might come even quicker out of the blocks this season. But I just think that having got the Corolla to where it is, it's a bit of a shame he's now walked away from it. I was going to say, shall I get the eggs ready now um, for the end of the season when they're, when they're all on your face and he's still in the title fight going into the final final race of the season? Um, you, you mentioned Speedworks there. Uh, obviously the team that he left and parted ways from uh, due to commercial differences shall we say and they have uh, in the last week or so announced their full driver lineup obviously changing to a two car team which we all kind of assumed would happen um, and it has and the the rumours that were circulating were that Rory Butcher was going to be their their star driver um, and it has come out in that to be true and he will also be re- racing alongside Sam Smelt now Sam Smelt is a name that some of you may or may not know um, he raced in the, the 2018 season um, and that was just his second season out of carts in car racing um, so he, he was thrown in very young um, and fair to say didn't impress really uh, had a, had a very lacklustre season um, and was moved on after that but he he fell into the Speedworks programme um, and has been racing in the British GTs in the um, Toyota Supra GT4 a very good looking car may I just put it out there um, and uh, only 20, 24 years old fairly young um, can show areas where he can develop um, has been developing under the mentorship of Speedworks Motorsport 
Um, and actually in 2019 he drove with another driver we've got on the grid this season new, Aaron Taylor-Smith in the Ford Mustang, um, which I didn't know until I had a little look. Um, but last season he finished 8th in the British GT GT4 Championship, um, had a 3rd place finish in the Supra in class, um, but again didn't really didn't really do much. Um, he was racing like, alongside James Snell. Uh, Rory, on the other hand, he's moved again. Um, a driver that doesn't seem to keep a seat very warm, does he? No, I mean, touching on Smelt, it's an interesting one. I'll come to Rory in a minute. Smelt's an interesting one. He's obviously in the programme. I don't know how deep the Speedworks programme goes, but I'm slightly surprised he's been promoted into the touring cars. He, he hasn't set the GTs alight. Um, no. His touring car season was very lacklustre, as you mentioned as well. Um, given that Rob Austin's been in the Speedworks setup in one way or another, I'm mm. slightly surprised he's not the second driver. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I don't want to write him off straight away because I think we need to see. And he's got a very different piece of equipment underneath him this time round. Uh, he was in the Audi uh, Alco Sense, I think. No, uh, AMD Exhaust, sorry. Uh, when he was in touring cars in 2018, that Audi was on its way out. Didn't didn't score. Didn't score a single point. Um, the closest closest he got was a seventeenth place finish. I would add on his defence, it was a very big grid that year. Um, yes, so, it was. But no, I mean, you know, the facts are the facts. However, he dressed them up. He didn't score a point. He didn't look particularly close mm-hmm. to scoring a point. I would I would caveat it with a big grid and a an aging car. He's got to make a big impression quickly, because that's a good. We know it's a good car. Um, and we know it's a good team, so he's got to hit the ground running there. As for Rory, I'm slightly surprised he's moved on, given how good that car was. Though he did, of course, try before he bought. We're trying to get into the Toyota at Sneston, so he has always had an eye on getting inside the Toyota Corolla. Um, I've literally got written in my notes signs of him wanting the seat at Snetterton when he uh, ploughed into the side of Ingram. Yes, yeah. It's good to look into the cockpit so you can see if he's going to you know, yeah, yeah. fit properly. Um he wanted to work out what the home furnishings were going to be. Yeah, yeah. So he's got aircon. What's the sat nav like? He needs to see all that before he buys. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a coup for Speedworks because Butcher has been a revelation since he, you know, particularly the last two seasons. Um, I'm slightly surprised he's left. I wonder, and it's just pure speculation, whether there's some history between him and Hollenby because he left Hollenby's team to go to Motorbase. Hollenby's now bought Motorbase and he's left again. I may be reading too much into it, but... That's just pure speculation on my part. Yeah, he was fairly unceremoniously dumped from MB Motorsport, wasn't he? Or RCIB Insurance, as it was when he won the Independence title. Well, he, that came as a shock when he. I remember when he moved, we were both absolutely shocked that he moved from there. So I wonder yeah. if there is a little bit of background stuff going on there. But for for, for Speedworks as a coup, because I think Butcher will be an absolute beast in that car. Uh, here's, here's a question for you. Do you reckon this is going to be the, the drive where he looks for a little bit more longevity and, and staying in this car past a season? Um, I think a lot depends if the car suits his style, and I've got no reason to think it wouldn't do. Um, I think that given how difficult seats are to come by, and you look at the list of drivers that are likely to miss out because of money and other problems, getting a longevity seat at the moment, heading to a new era, is vital, I think. Um I'd like to see him. I would like to see him stay at a team and build a dynasty. Is the wrong word, but to build a yeah, a, a build, build a team, build a car, build a team, develop, stay, and keep improving. 
but ultimately the most important thing as I think Jack Goff is the case in point is a seat to seat and sometimes you can't pick the best one but it's better to be on the grid than stood in the grandstand watching um, I don't think that's the case here yep. at Butcher because he's got another very good car underneath him um, I think that I mentioned that I wasn't quite convinced this was a step up for Tom Ingram I think that Butcher's the bigger winner here between him and Ingram yep. he's going into a proven team a proven car I think the only thing that will stop him winning or competing for the titles himself because this car, I mentioned it in, in the accelerate bit at the start, I think this car's ready to win a title. Yeah. It's whether. Yeah, I completely agree. It's whether Butcher could be that man to deliver it because I, yeah, I don't think Smell is. It will, it will be his uh, 100th BTC start in the opening race of the new season for Rory Butcher. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether. It, I was going to say 100th start, that seems fairly inexperienced. It's what, three and a bit seasons now. Um, yeah, I think he he's done the independence title, he's done what he needs to there. This is a manufacturer team, and it's a team that will be looking to fight on all three fronts, being the driver, manufacturers, and team's title, especially running with a two car lineup now. Yeah, and Butcher will definitely be the flagship driver, which I think he'll probably like as well. Um, yes. He will be the. Yeah, the drive expected to win the races and bring home the points. Um, yeah, I think he's an early dark horse for the title. I know we're not quite on that bit yet, but as I say, that car's ready. And it's just with the butcher's ready to take it to that step as well. Uh, well, we mentioned earlier with, obviously, Tom uh, Ingram joining Accelerate that he would be backed up by Butel, who was announced... Um, as their first driver, but also Chris Smiley will be retained by the team. Um, with a fourth driver still to be announced, uh, it's an interesting choice in my eyes. Um, he wasn't the driver out of the two of them last season that impressed um, for me. And uh, I don't know, it, it's it's a same, very samey. And I think the way that Accelerate were looking... They they had a good amount of drivers to choose from, and personally, he's not top of my list. Not even near the top. I would agree entirely. It's in my opinion, it's it's slightly uninspired. However, there is some logic to it as well, in the sense that you're going to bring in two new drivers in Butel and Ingram, possibly a third new driver as well. I think it will be Proctor. I think he'll be retained. Yeah. There is a logic to keeping some stability with two drivers or one driver who knows the car and can help mm. potentially bring Buter and Ingram on quicker. Um, mm. Who so who knows the car, who knows its limitations, who knows how to drive it. I, I agree, I think Proctor was the better driver at the two last year, and I'm not... Is Smiley going to win a championship in a Hyundai? I think the answer is an overwhelming no. But there is perhaps some logic to keeping him on, given he will have some knowledge, and that knowledge Buter and Ingram will not have. This will be the first season that um, Smiley has kept the same vehicle underneath him um, in the touring cars, which surprised me. Really? Um, but of course, yeah, so he's moved generations within the, the Hondas. Obviously, he's kept the Civic, but it's a completely different type of car moving from FK2 to FK8. And then he obviously moved on to the Hyundai. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether he can then build on knowing what a car feels like for a, a season. Um, and a, another strange and unusual fact, which I didn't quite realise, um, but the car last season showed 
good consistency and in his hands only had one retirement but he completed the equal most amount of laps last season as to anyone on the grid oh wow okay um so maybe that's the reason that that he's been kept on is because he's trundled around for how many hundreds of laps that they completed last season and he's got a full understanding of the car yeah and no, so i think that ties into what i was saying about the sustainability this is sorry stability rather than sustainability the stability of keeping a driver who understands the car particularly at least two if not three new phases aboard um i think that it's got to be a make or break for Smiley though on that base as well. I think he has got to deliver a few more results. I know he scored good points, but they were the wrong end of the points. Is well, the wrong end of the points is out of the points. But it's you know he scored a lot of points between the tenth and fifteenth places. Wasn't really at the yeah. sharp end enough. Perhaps forgivable given it was a brand new car at the box, but the Ford is brand new at the box and the Ford well outperformed the Hyundai. That that's just a fact. So yes. I think that... Although the team, Motorbase, have run Fords before, so they kind of know their way around the car. Yeah, and Accelerator new to the sport, apart from the running yeah. two ancient MGs, so they might have, might as well run Lego cars. So, yeah, I completely understand that. Um, I think this is a defining season already for Accelerator in many ways. They've gone bold very early on with four cars. They've gone even bolder by bringing in Tom Ingram. They've kind of got to get it right. They're, they're looking... They're looking to go for the hard setup, aren't they? You, you know how many categories they are competing in in junior formulas and, and minis and Ginettas and stuff like that. They're, they're looking to build that development system that Team Hard have also been building. They've seen the, the Tony Gillum model and they've like, yeah, okay, we like that. And then they've, I don't know, pardon the pun, they've tried to accelerate it. They've gone a bit bolder than Hard, haven't they? Because they've built their new car, yes. new car from the off. They've been in the sport two seasons, one proper, because I don't really count the MG season, uh, one proper season, and they've already got Tom Ingram on board. They've already got Jack Butella, a very promising rookie, on board. I mean, I think, I say, as ludicrous as it sounds going into your third full season, they kind of need to do something well, because they've put a lot into this um, with a brand new car. And You're thinking independence title? They've got to be at least challenging for it. I'm not saying they're going to win it because a lot can happen in a season, but you're going to stick four brand-new-built Hyundais on the grid with one of those uh, driven by Tom Ingram. You've kind of got to perhaps win the independence drivers with it, Ingram or at least be competing. Um, yeah. And I think they've got to win a couple of races as well, to be honest with you. I think, I think they... This is going to sound daft. I think with the various announcements they've made, they've kind of put a lot of pressure on themselves. Mm. because hard okay they've had people like Jack Goff but they know they're running inferior equipment There's, the pressure's off Goff just get if you score a point that's incredible you're in a Volkswagen that's going backwards fantastic There's, you haven't kind of got that place to hide with the Hyundai yep no I I, I agree uh, just as a little thing uh, Smiley has driven the Avensis in 2016 the Chevrolet Cruze in 2017 the FK2 in 2018 the FK8 in 2019 and obviously the Hyundai last season those are the, the five different vehicles that he's driven. Um, moving on, though, to the next big story. Um, and that is fan favourite from last season. Uh, Jade Edwards joins BTC Racing in the third car. 
So she's 29 years old and she is finally getting to fulfil her dream and to become the first female to embark on a full campaign since 2007. She's a third generation racer. Her father and grandfather before her have also raced. And um, yeah, she's she's getting to do what she's always wanted to do. Just a bit of quick trivia. I'm guessing the 2007 entry was Fiona Leggett in the MG, I'm guessing. Believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great for Edwards, and I would be shocked if that's not a grey car with a green tint, because that's Edward's signature hmm. green. Um, yeah. It, it's a fantastic opportunity for her. Obviously, we know she's fairly good friends, well, we know she's very good friends with Cook and Crease off the uh, off the track and in the paddock, so we know, you know that she's, she's friends there, and obviously they will be her teammates for the year. But uh, it'd be churlish to say that's the only reason she's in. She impressed very, very uh, much so on the... Uh, one day, uh, one weekend rather, uh, she had with PMR. She's been uh, impressive throughout her racing career in the Clio's as well. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do for a full season, hopefully, in one of the fastest cars on the grid. Uh, I'm, I think it's going to be a really interesting, interesting season for her and BTC because on paper, it's a weakening of the team on paper when you go from Cook, Chilton and Crease to Cook, Crease and uh, rookie Edwards creases to the rookie as well but actually I think that dynamic would work really well because of the camaraderie off the grid as well I was going to say that I think there'll be a very popular fan favourite lineup once again uh, something that they were probably looking to achieve last season as well um, and she's been working behind the scenes all pretty much all of last year apart from her outing with PMR with BTC Racing and she was always seen in and about the garage and I think she was just like nudging nudging management there going give me a seat go on give me a seat I'll show you what I can do in the Astra give me a seat um, interestingly she never finished on the podium in the Clio's which I didn't realise um, so this will be a hell of a step up for her I really hope that she can complete the whole season because obviously budget has been an issue for her before um and yeah it'll be good to see her on the grid uh, alongside that at btc racing they have also elected to make the switch from the neil brown engines to the stock toker swindon engines um i say stock obviously neil brown has been developing engines for quite a while now he is the main guy who runs all the dynamics engines uh, which they have been data sharing on for the last season or two. I um, believe he does the BMW engines as well, doesn't he? Uh, he certainly does one of the others on the grid. Um, and they, they've, in their press announcement for this, they said it was a collaborative decision for performance strategy and looking to move into the 2022 hybrid era. Now, that, that the end of that statement confuses me slightly because we're looking to run M Sport and Cosworth for the, the hybrid engine package. Um, so I'm not quite sure how moving to a Swindon engine this season will help them develop for the hybrid era. Um, I don't know, maybe it was the, the, the unreliability that they had last season. We know how much they struggled at Brands Hatch GP, um, where pretty much every Honda that was going ran out of puff um, because it was too hot. Um, and the Swindon engines may deal with it a little better. But, yeah, I, I don't think it will change too much on the surface. I still I still think the cars will be there or thereabouts. 
Um, and yeah, I don't think we'll see much of a performance change. No. Um, just to clarify that Neil Brown Engine has done uh, uh, engines for BMW in the past as well. Um, so he has made a couple of those uh, or assisted on those in the past as well. Uh, just looking at his website now, uh, they developed a BMW 2 litre engine to meet the NGTCE regulations with this engine most recently winning the 2014 championship. So that's, uh, yeah. he's certainly got pedigree behind him. Uh, this is an odd switch in many, as you say, it doesn't seem to make much sense going into the hybrid era. They were keen to stress in their um, press release that, that working relationships with dynamics haven't been affected. They're still all on good terms, but it's just a bit of an odd thing. Now, the only thing I can think of is that the Swindon engine won last year in the Infinity. Um, yeah. And I wonder if there's any limitations, and again, it's pure speculation, if there's any limitations on what they can do with the engine themselves when it's supplied by Neil Brown via team dynamics if they've got a swindon one that they can look to develop themselves and you know tune themselves there might be scope for them to try and uh, maximize the car's potential and also it's a good chance to see how the fk would cope with a different engine we've only seen it with the neil brown engine so that's what runs the key to unlocking the success in the fk8 which let's be honest still hasn't won a championship might be a Tokus a Tokus Winden engine. Dynamics will be kicking themselves if that's the case. There would be a big egg on face moment if BTC yeah. having swapped to a uh, a Toka engine win or get close to winning the title with Josh Cook. I don't think Creason Edwards win the title, just just to be clear. No. Um but it'd be a hell of a kick in the teeth if yeah, Cook's closer than Neil or Camish in, in, in a Swindon engine car. Certainly would be. Uh, I think that covers off BTC's news and as you say Edwards is a hell of a coon I think if there are uh, crowds back I think that BTC uh, table in the pit on the pit walk will be the busiest other than you Plato won't get to it. well you say that the other one will be Plato walking up and down swanning his copies of his book I'd have thought to uh, try and probably <laughs> take it away from the, the Edwards Cook Priest show to try and get his book um, moving on to the next piece of news then uh, Tom Chilton is back in the touring cars unsurprisingly but surprisingly a team we didn't see him going to now we had seen on his social media uh, Facebook page he changed his picture to him in some shredded wheat overalls and of course everyone being a Sherlock Holmes on Facebook decided ah he's back to motorbase uh, he's not back even to motorbase even me yeah even me uh, he's not back to motorbase at all He's partnered up with uh, Sicily Motorsport uh, to race and develop the BMW 3 Series. So Adam Morgan uh, team will be running the 3 Series this season. Uh, and Tom Chilton will replace Butel, who replaced Robottom. I must say, those two as a driver pairing, very strong. Yes, I'd agree. That They, they could be a very strong, possibly both of them being in a title hunt, dare I say. If they can get that three series nailed. Right, Sam, learn from my mistakes. Don't tip Tom Chilton for a title <laughs> hunt because he's in a good car. Because on paper, Cook and Chilton should have been in title hunts and a team's championship award, and they weren't. So, word word of advice, my man. Don't, uh, don't tip that too much. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that this is a combination that should work. Neither have great experience of driving a rear-wheel drive car, which is why they're currently Sicily testing Bordley's old one series, which they've acquired. Um, 
but yeah. they're trying to put in as many laps as possible, aren't they? Yeah. Just to dial themselves in to the, the handling characteristics of a real-wheel drive car. You, you have to drive it in such a different way. I, I know it's not quite the same with, with road cars, but I've got a front-wheel drive car and I've got a rear-wheel drive car, and you can drive them in such different ways. Um, and that is something that they will both need to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly in wet conditions, because Morgan's been a bit of a uh, a dark horse when it rains because he's quite good in it. Yes, it's going to be a complete cat the fish trying to drive a BMW in the rain because that's something that Colin Turkin hasn't even mastered yet. So it'd be uh, interesting to see if a cook, uh, sorry, if a, uh, Morgan or Chilton can do that. I kind of, I look at Chilton and think that you look at the cars he's had at his disposal. How has he not won the championship or been close? His closest to winning the championship was in the Ford of all cars. You, you think he's had the Vauxhall? He's just ticking them off, isn't he? Yeah, he's a... I've done this manufacturer. I've done that one. I've done that one. I've done that one. I've gone through these teams, yeah, and still hasn't won anything. He's been at Vauxhall at the height of their power. He was at Dynamics at the height of their power. He's a BTC who had a very good season beforehand and then did very little of that. I say the best he's had is at a Ford in a Ford Focus that was really he had no right to finish third in the championship. It's yeah, it's bizarre. Tom Chilton's racing career. He's got another great move beneath him um kind of feel he's got to make this one count but i don't tip him for the title i don't tip him for the title <laughs> but i think yeah, they... we, we, Go on. we also believe it's going to be sort of like a sicily gallagher um sponsor uh, outfit don't we um, yeah, with gallagher being chilton's chilton's main sponsor um and we've got a couple of ideas on liveries either black and red or red and black one of them being more dominant than the other possibly I personally hope for a, a base colour of black with red uh, trim. I think that looked really, really smart. Um, but I, yeah, this is. I think if they can get that car going off the uh, out of the box. Then that could be there could be two drivers to really, really watch because we there's no denying either of their quality. Uh, it's just a case of whether they can dial the car in to work with what they needed to work with. I tell you what, with the change of calendar as well, with a baptism of fire going into Thruxton in one of those. Oh crikey, if it's wet at Thruxton as well. Oh yeah, all blind. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be. The, I mean, the calendar change that will probably affect them the most. I thought because you're right. Because it, I wouldn't want to try and learn how to drive anything at Fruxton. That wouldn't be my first track to pick no. to try and learn how to drive a car. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it in the wet, and I wouldn't want to go around church in a car. I don't really know where it's going to be. So yeah, I can understand that. Um, okay, talking of drivers that are are back, uh, do you want to talk about a? A stalwart, if you like, of the uh, touring cars. This, this I... idol, this, this legend, the myth. He's back. Yes, the 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 man who missed last season, obviously, um, because PMR weren't there and only giving guest drives. Um, Monsieur Plato is back for another season. The man that just keeps on going. I'm convinced he's turning into Benjamin Button. Um, Not Jensen Button then. No, not Jensen Button. Um, and he will be back in the PMR Astra, as far as we know. I, it's interesting that he would come back because of the reasons that he wasn't there last season. It was very much down to the, the pandemic and also the team questioning or whether they'd probably be able to pay him more than anything. Um, I can't quite imagine... Plato being on the furlough scheme, but there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if, if he does start, um, he will be starting his 600th race 
in the British Touring Cars in the first race weekend. Um, and also be looking for his 100th career win. Well, uh, there's some, there is some um, doubt about that because officially I think it's he's 98 wins, but he thinks he's got 99. But yes. yeah, if he wins, he'll definitely claim it's his 100th one. So. Yes, definitely. Um, and even if he, he gets to the front, which we thought that the Astra could well have been last mm. season if it had, had both drivers in it, um, he could certainly achieve that, that milestone, whether it's two or one wins that he needs. The team have also confirmed that they will be running two cars this season. However, that second car, the seat for that second car, is yet to be announced. Now, there are, there are some theories floating around, and I think we have theories between us two as well. Um, my money is probably on Matt Jackson to be first refusal, and if he wants the seat still this year, and if he's able to get the funds together... I, I would assume so. I wouldn't see much changing from last season. Um, then I think he will be in there. However, the driver that massively, massively impressed in that car last season and we know is not going to be at Speedworks now is Rob Austin. Will he? Maybe? Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that first before going back to Plato. I would love to see Rob Austin in that car because I think a... a, a a pairing of Austin and Plato would be absolute box office. We've got yep. the, uh, the 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 championship antagonist that is Plato against the rock and roller, which is Rob Austin. Fireworks would surely be coming out of that garage as well as free car shampoos, sachets. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hope it's Austin. I don't think it will be Matt Jackson. I've got my theories on him. I think he might be at WSR pending Jelly, who will come to in a moment. Um, I would quite like it to be Austin, but we'll wait and see on that score. On Plato, I think I think one of the reasons he didn't race last season was because of the risk or perceived risk of COVID and how we didn't know enough about it. When it first came out and everything was on, on hold, all we were told really at the start was it kills old people. Now, Plato has a mother and father who attend every race into uh, race weekend with him and are a huge part of his of his racing career and his racing life. Uh, and I don't think he was happy or wanted particularly to put them at risk or to do a season about them in the garage because they're very much his sort of his, his, um, his foundations. You, you go to any event, yep. you're guaranteed to see Mr. and Mrs. Plato at some point. Uh, in the back of the in, garage. Yeah, on. or in the hospitality tent. You know, they're, they're bound to be there. And now we know what we know um, about COVID a year on and how you can take steps and what have you and the, the vaccination, the rolling out, etc., I think he would probably, obviously, not put words in his mouth, but I think there's a lot, there's a lot more um, safety lots, protocols. Yeah, protocols in place. F1 went ahead on a global scale without too much yeah. of a hitch. Um, uh, yes, there were sporadic cases, but that's going to be the case when you're travelling around the world in yes. aeroplanes full of other people's farts. It's going to surely spread, you know, COVID as well. So, I think that that's probably reassuring. And other sports have managed to go ahead as well. Um, in COVID secure settings, so I think that's you know that's probably part of it. I'm slightly concerned about what a year off is going to do to the Astra because it is now one of the older cars on the grid, um, and they've yeah. effectively lost out an entire year of data and development. Because as fun as it was to see guest drivers, you can't really develop a car that way because you've got to set up the car differently every weekend, and at the end of the day, you're putting rookies in who aren't going to be running at the front. Rob Austin aside um, so it's going to be interesting to see how fresh the Voxel is 
I think Plato is going to be incredibly fresh and absolutely raring to go. Um, it's just a case of what is the car going to be like when we get onto the grid. But I, for one, am very, very happy to see Jason back on the grid. Love him or loathe him. He's a character and he really does add something to the sport. And I love him in interviews because he doesn't care what he says. He's he's not there to, to, to play he, the he's game. He's straight to the point, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. He's absolutely straight to the point. He's not going to skirt around an issue or beat about the bush. If he thinks so, he's going to tell you it. And you know what? I said um, in our award show, people tune in to watch Ash Sutton, Ash Sutton race. It's a similar thing with Jason Play. So he brings that yep. thing in. And when you walk down the pit um, walkabout, his table is always the busiest. Always. Yeah. And it's booked yeah, quite good as well. Agree. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. It's good. I recommend that. This is now turning to the book club, but I do recommend it. It's quite funny. <laughs> okay, so that covers Plato uh, back to PMR then. Uh, let's now look at the uh, Team Parker Racing. A person who won't be on the grid this year, well, won't be on the grid of Team Possibly. Parker Racing, is Stephen Jelly. Now, Parker Racing are looking to take effectively a short-term break from the touring cars. Having read uh, an Autosport article on this, uh, there was suggestions that Jelly is very heavily linked with WSR, which isn't a great surprise. He's raced there before. And the reason Team Parker seems to be off the grid seems to revolve around an inability to form a two-car campaign. Uh, They were unable to lure Carl Bordley uh, to complete a two-car lineup. Looking further, this seems to be because Team Parker Racing wanted to build their own car um, with an eye on the hybrid era. However, uh, to quote, if you're going to build a two, if you, sorry, if you're going to build a car, you've got to look at a two-car team sick to make it viable. So, uh, I think that's pretty much why we're not seeing Team Parker on the grid. I think it's fair to say the BMW is now in its cycle. It's coming out of its cycle. Uh, when asked would they come back to touring cars, yes we would, was the answer uh, from uh, from that article. So I think we will see Team Parker racing back, but unsurprisingly, and to quote again, we just want to go single brand. The majority of our success has been with the Carrera Cup uh, and GT, and we wanted to focus on that element of the business. When you look at how well Harry King did in the 2020 series, absolutely dominating that class it's understandable that they might want to focus on somebody like Harry King rather than Stephen Jelly or try and go for the expense of building a car that you might have to change for next year anyway. Uh, as I say, that's all from the Autosport article uh, where they have spoken to Team Parker Racing. Uh, Sam, are you sad not to see Jelly on the grid? I, I think I, I summed it up when we did the, the driver reviews, didn't I? Um, you wouldn't have noticed if he wasn't there last season, apart from that podium that he got early on. And it's just... I, I like the ambition that they want to go ahead and form a two-car team. Um, yes, they've been unfortunate in not being able to secure um, the the almost partnered licence along with Bordley. You, you could kind of visualise that happening with both of them having a BMW 1 Series. Um, but Obviously, Carl Bordley's had a far better offer, um, joining up with Laser Tools as part of a hard lineup as well, and being able to jump in a, a championship-winning car. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see whether we actually see Jelly back in any form on the grid this season, or whether it'll be at WSR. Possibly, 
I think that may be his only route if we do see him on the grid. Um, however, I wouldn't be sorry if he wasn't there, depending on the driver who comes into that third seat at WSR. Yeah, I, I broadly agree with comments. I, I agree with um, Mr. Parker's comments in the article that the, the one series is at the end of its lifespan, really. Um, you will get the odd good result out of it because it's still the decent car, but it's certainly going towards the end of its life in the touring cars. Um, and it makes sense to build your own if you're in that position to do so. Um, but equally, it also makes sense to focus in on somebody like Harry King, who's young and one heck of a talent. And if you've got him on your books, the world is your oyster because you know, he can. I imagine he'll go into the uh, the super. Is it the Super Carrera Cup uh, this season? Yeah, super Cup. Yeah, he'll go to the Super Cup rather than touring cars. But if you've got a young driver like that on your books, you absolutely want to focus on him. So it makes perfect sense to to focus your efforts with him or the GTs. Uh, they're doing the GT World Challenge Europe Sprint Cup. That's very snappily named. Uh, so it makes perfect sense to, to focus on those championships where you've got a fairly big chance of doing something quite good than to plug away with a failing car and a meh season again where, you know, without getting too existential about it, what's the point of Stephen Jelly? He's not going to win a title. He's going to win the odd race maybe or get the odd podium, but you want a bit more, don't you? If you're if you're a, if you're a racing stole if you're a racing uh, name like Team Parker, you want to be competing at the top, and some of that Harry King is going to be your your focus, isn't it? I think it's it's almost like last season they they were spread a little too thinly and they weren't focusing their efforts in the right place. And as you say, Harry King won every race but one that he finished last season. It's, it's an oh. astonishing performance from. A driver in a subcategory who came into that season as a rookie. Yeah, and absolutely dominated from start to finish. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there'll be no Parker on Parker Racing on the grid. I think Jelly might be at WSR. I think it all depends on where Matt Jackson is to where Jelly is if he's anywhere. Uh, but time enough to tell on that one. Uh, penultimate piece of well, actually the last piece of proper news before we move on to speculation corner. Um, we're going to see the MB motorsport team which have been kind of swallowed up by motorbase uh, they're going to be moving away from the fk2 honda civics and they're going to be running ford focuses alongside the rest of the motorbase boys we're going to see ford which none of us guessed from the the sneaky press release that they went oh these are some front lights of a car and everyone went up the brightness yeah that's a ford Except Bearing in mind the licenses, the licenses had already been released at this point, and we've gone. Oh, they're part of the the motor-based lineup. Oh, they've gone to Fords. Although a couple of people on on the social media were convinced it was a Cupra, or some were convinced it was a BMW. But yes, it was. Yes, it, it was a Ford. Uh, they'll be running four Fords, uh, and we know that two of those drivers will. Well, we know one of those drivers is definitely Jake Hill, having been retained. Yep. It's fair to assume that one of those drivers will be Sam Osborne, given the uh, the setting in the team. And now, with Rory Butcher's departure to motor, uh, to Speedworks, there are effectively two seats free. And I have my mm. own speculation, which brings us nicely into Speculation Street, uh, because there's no other uh, thing to discuss on that, really. Uh, I think we're going to see Nick Hamilton and Andy Neat in those last two spa- uh, spaces, unfortunately. It, I say unfortunately, that means Ollie, Ollie Jackson loses out, unfortunately. I'm amazed by that. You don't think Ollie Jackson's going to get a drive? I think that Nick Hamilton and Andy Neat 
unfortunately bring more money and okay. that, that might be what it comes down to uh, Nick Hamilton has shared on social media that he's um, back in the touring cars he signed his his deal uh, we don't know where yet you've got an incredible theory that I want you to put out there so I can absolutely shoot it down before I before I move any further so Sam take it away where do you think Nick Hamilton might be next season okay so so bear with me on this one um, so the press release that uh, well Hamilton put out himself on social media involved him signing a contract to say that he had extended his deal with Rocket who have been his sponsors for the last couple of seasons I believe um, now those couple of seasons have covered times of him being in the Ford at Motorbase credit and um, also last year in the Volkswagen which you voted as the best livery however the, the setting in which he has signed this contract and the background and I'm, I'm, I'm speculating here I must add is very swanky and I just wonder whether he's got together enough money and enough funds to possibly run the third car at WSR I mean it's out there I appreciate that but it's possible isn't it well either that or he signed the contract at home and he lives in a very nice house that's right Detective Sam his brother is literally Lewis Hamilton. I imagine he has quite a swanky place or has access to quite swanky places because I don't know if you've noticed, Lewis Hamilton isn't short of a few bob. I, 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 know, really? Lewis doesn't fund, I know Lewis doesn't fund his racing and the touring cars before we go down that route because that causes all kinds of arguments on social media. Um, but I would imagine that Nick has an access to a pot that might allow him a fairly swanky setting and a nice leather jacket along the way. I yeah. think that is perhaps the most preposterous theory you've ever come up with other than Everton to win the Champions League by 2030. Uh, I just think that is... That can still us. happen. Yeah, yes, and it's more likely to happen. Same as it's more likely, I think, that Harrogate Town get promoted up the divisions and win the Champions League by 2030 themselves. Um, to me, look, how do I say this politely? WSR are winners, and I don't think they take on somebody on Nick Hamilton because I don't think he scores enough points. And I don't think that for the brand BMW, and they are a brand and they're a racing icon, I don't think having a BMW at the that end of the grid under the official BMW colours and the official BMW team sends out the PR message and the motorsport giant message that they need that they have to send out. I must say, I'm not the only one to have suggested that. There are a couple of people that have commented on that that social media status that he put up, saying, oh, I'd love it to be the third BMW at WSR. So, it's not just me that's crazy. Well, no, but you also look at the other way around and say, well, there's not many seats left, is there? So, at WSR, we know there's one, possibly all three. Some, None... Someone has also said, hope it's with, uh, <laughs> with a Vauxhall um, with Plato. I think that's more likely than WSR. But I think the actual place he'll end up is Motorbase because he's been there before and there is now at least one seat free because of Roy Butcher's departure. And is he an upgrade on Andy Neat? Probably yes. So I think if he's anywhere, the only other place which I think possibly, but I don't know how it works out sponsorship-wise, is Accelerate. But I can't say how he's there because you're going to have then Gingsters, Rocket and God knows what else running cars there. And we know that Rocket's going to be a part of where he's going. But but then do they do do they run two separate cars and have Boutel and Smiley in the normal accelerate cars, 
and, and then have a Ginsters car and a Rocket car and yeah, it, it's anyone's guess and I'm sure it will be announced um, fairly soon by um, the status that he put up probably in the next week or so um, and that will surely go into our next update podcast. Yeah, it's also worth mentioning that I don't think he's at hard either because of hard's video they've put out today which is uh, they've had a mystery person attend the factory to put up a Bobby Thompson on <coughs> the wall. Sorry? I, I'm, I'm convinced that's Bobby Thompson. It's just got his hair, it's got the skinny jeans, and yeah, I, I just think I think that's right. And I think they're I, just trying to throw you off, because his name's also on the wall, and yep. he's been there before. He probably hasn't got a drive with Accelerate, looking at the, the, the drivers that they could choose from we think it will be probably proctor um and i i think he would like the opportunity to possibly go back to team hard and maybe a little bit of unfinished business yeah hard would make sense though i looked at the video i don't think it's tall enough or skinny enough in the legs to be bobby thompson i'm not quite sure i'd I'd like it to be because i'd love to see what he could do in the cupra um it, it could of course be it could be in a Camelton, it could just be a hard light to play games of us, of course. Mm. If you want to go down the, um, well, he liked it, so it must be true. Uh, Gillum, Tony Gillum has liked Nick Hamilton's post on Instagram, so that obviously means he's going to Team Hard, because Gillum's liked it, so that's that solved. Um, but no, I, I don't think he's at Team Hard this year, uh, uh, Nick Hamilton. I think, oh, I don't know... Is it going to be Thompson? Will they give Max Coates a run out in it? I I honestly don't know because I look at it, Sam, and I think that they've got four brand new cars and a slightly uninspiring lineup for for bringing those cars on so far. So who would be the inspiring person to be the fourth? I think Bobby Thompson, Thompson is 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 that category um, because of what he was doing in the Audi last year. I think Max Coates, is, although he's not got much BTC experience, he's got a following, he's got an army of fans, and he's very well regarded in racing circles. Um, so I think that could also be one. Can I be really cheeky and suggest a fourth one I'd love to see go there? Go on then. I'd love to see Ollie Jackson go there. Okay. Now, I don't think he fits what hard tend to do traditionally, or, you know, but... If he is without a seat at Motorbase, for whatever reason, I'd love to see Ollie Jackson let go in a Cupra. It's bold. Bold. It is bold. But I think that's, you know, I think that's um, a more... You then, you then have Goff and Jackson, who are your two BTC uh, experienced men. You've then got Aaron Taylor-Smith, who's semi-pro, if you like. And you've got Glenn Getty, who is the flying rookie, albeit impressed while he was here. I'm not saying he didn't. I think that's a nicely set up team then to, to really push the Cooper forward. Okay. Um, well, I think that probably sums it all up, doesn't it? Not? I think so. I mean, there's still several seats to be announced. WSR haven't announced anybody, uh, no. but it would appear that Andrew Jordan is racing the minis, going by what his face, his uh, Instagram says has been. There was a, a post or a story where there's a picture of his mini saying, getting the race ready. So I think he's probably doing that again. I think if he does come back, the only place he does go is probably motorbase, and I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see flashback either because Dynamics aren't putting a new car in either, uh, or third car in. 
So I don't think there's much more speculation to discuss at the moment. There's going to be a lot more announced over the next couple of weeks. Um, and the grid is starting to really take shape now. Yeah, in the uh, in the next couple of days, we'll have our awards podcast out for you. Um, so get listening to that. Um, see who comes out on top for us uh, from last season. Um, we hope you all have enjoyed today's podcast. We hope you all stay safe and stay well. Um, and remember to like, comment and subscribe. And maybe even give us a like cheeky five-star review. Um, that would be quite nice. Um, four will do. Four will do. We'll take yeah, four. Yeah, four will do. We'll take four. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get back to you nice and soon, um, and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow, and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by just searching for BTCP British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 